Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. It's 2024. Happy New Year. I hope uh, your celebrations were fun, lively, and uh, safe. We're going into the new year now, and uh, we're going to be covering the book of John. And before we do that, though, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this new year. I'm grateful for all that you are and for having your help in getting through 2023. And I know, Father, that there's excitement always at the beginning of a new year. And so I just pray that we would continue to have the joy of you living in our hearts and in our minds. I pray, Father, for your joy to be ever-present with us. And may this be a year in which we walk in your ways, we bring you glory, we get to know you even more, we love you with our whole being, and we love our neighbors as ourselves. So, Father, I pray as we read that your words would go out and be fruitful, that it would be you we hear, nothing from me, I'm just a guy. I don't have a lot to say. I have wisdom or great things to say. So, Father, I just pray for your words to be heard. I'm grateful for you. I love you. And I thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. So, a couple things about 2024 and the Just a Guy podcast. So, it's struck me very hard that words are critical um, and that they have a lot of power in them. So with that said, there's going to be a lot more prayer um, going on. And just thinking about the beginning of, of John, where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning through him. All things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made in him was life. And that life was the light of man of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's the same or similar in concept as Genesis um, 1, right where the Bible starts, where it talks about, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. In verse 6, And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. Verse 9, and God said, let the water. I don't think I need to keep going through them all, but the reality is is the spoken word has power. It's, and as you get into, as we get into John, it indicates, I mean, the word really is who we are. It's part of who we are and it goes out and it's part it's our thoughts it's our mindset it's really a big indicator it's a big part of who we are and we'll see that as we move forward and do the reading of John but the the introduction that i wanted to do for John is it's really i got very overwhelmed in reading um and watching videos i put a link into in the um summary and so if you, it may not be working as a direct link, you may need to copy and paste. I've told you in the past that I use um, the Bible by Olive Tree. And it's just an app, not just an app. It's an app that has the Bible and thousands of Christian books and works 
um, electronically available for sale. Many of the Bibles are free. Um, they generally, I believe, give you one or two or three versions that you can do that you can get for free when you first sign up. But they also have added to the, one of their services introductory um, or video introductions of various of the books of the Bible. And the one that I, I watched about John was from the Bible Project. It was great. It was extremely helpful, but it was also kind of overwhelming. So one of the, I mean, there was so much information. It was done very effectively. And I feel like I'm going to need to watch it, you know, 10 times more in order to um, fully understand all the pieces to it as we're reading and going through the book. But let's go ahead and just get into some of the descriptions and some basics about the book of John. The author and date and recipients, John, the son of Zebedee, wrote this gospel. He was a Palestinian Jew, one of the 12 disciples, and a member of Jesus's inner apostolic circle. He was referred to as the disciple whom Jesus loved. John also wrote 1 through 3, John, you know, John 1 through 3, and Revelations. He likely wrote this around 70, somewhere between 70 AD and 100 AD, which is when John's life apparently, you know, is said to have ended. So he lived a long time. It was likely written in Ephesus in Asia Minor, modern day Turkey. And it was one of the most important cities of the Roman Empire at the time. His original audience was probably Jewish with some Gentiles living in the larger Greco-Roman world in Ephesus and beyond. The theme of the gospel is that Jesus is the long-awaited promised Messiah and Son of God. By believing in Jesus, people had eternal life. As evidenced by as evidence that Jesus is the Messiah, John relies on several selected messianic signs performed by Jesus and a series of witnesses to Jesus. These include scriptures, John the Baptist, Jesus himself, God the Father, Jesus' miraculous works, the Holy Spirit, and again, John himself. So when you're looking at this and you're thinking about John, one of the things that's, that he does that he has a trait of that's important to understand, I guess, is he loves the number seven, apparently. He breaks the signs down to seven. He breaks miracles into seven so that he uses seven examples of each. And then he has various other elements where seven is consistent. But he tends to break things down into, he has patterns that you could say. The key themes is, not, the number one theme is Jesus. Jesus is God, the I am. He existed before the creation of the world and he has supernatural knowledge. He fulfills the Jewish festivals and institutions. As the sent son of God, he reflects the sender. Signs and witnesses demonstrate that he is the Messiah. The second theme is the Trinity. Father, Son, and Spirit are united in their work of revelation and redemption. The third is salvation. God is sovereign in salvation. Jesus' death is the basis of salvation, which is obtained through believing in the living Jesus as the Son of God. Eternal life. Jesus is the, is the giver of eternal life. And finally, mission. Believers are called to continue Jesus' mission. That's all of us. So we're called to do that. Um, going on. 
let's talk about some of John's perceptions and focuses on redemptive history. At the beginning of time, the word of God, understand I'm reading this. This is actually, I'm, I'm reading a um, introduction that's been written by the ESV Global Study Bible. They have a whole um, set of notes around the, um, all, the, all the various books of the Bible, and it's very helpful. I was going to read uh, Tozer's version or his introduction into John, but I just I decided that this one was a little bit more detailed and that I'd go through it as quickly as I can for you. They write, At the beginning of time, the word of God brought light and life out of nothing as the created order sprang into being. Writing his account of the ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the apostle John uses precise, precisely these themes. In the beginning, John writes, using the same opening words as Genesis. John then speaks of the word of God in whom is light and life. Yet this word was not simply God's uttered speech, but the word that became flesh. God became, came to the earth to dwell with us so that we could one day dwell with him. Indeed, this word has dwelt among us. John says, using a Greek verb that means literally tabernacled among us. Jesus, in other words, is the true and final temple. He is the one in and through whom God once more dwells with mankind, making possible the very restoration between heaven and earth that the tabernacle and the temple anticipated. In Christ, the entire Old Testament drama is summed up and fulfilled. Jesus is not merely one more wise prophet or godly king. He is the prophet and the king whom every preceding prophet and king foreshadows. All the redemptive history climaxes in Jesus. He is the true bread from heaven, not the temporary manna that rots away. He is the good shepherd, unlike the many shepherds who failed to lead Israel as they should have. He is the fulfillment of the Jewish festivals and other institutions. He is the one who reveals the Father, so that to see him is to see God himself. Bring, uh, Jesus brings eternal life to all who receive him, not just to the ethnic is not to, not just to ethnic Israel. Although he didn't realize what he was saying, Caiaphas, the high priest, uttered prophetic words about Jesus. It is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. And that's in chapter eleven, verse fifty. The irony was that Jesus would in fact die in place of the people. And as John goes on to explain, Jesus would die not only in place of the Jews, but in place of his own people from all the nations of the world. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also to gather into, one, the children of God who are scattered abroad. The gospel is for any who believe in Christ. So we really have to think about in John some of the other things that they talk about that is covered. You have the welcoming of the Gentiles into the family, into the salvation. You also have the fact that Christ has extended his worldwide mission through his disciples and that God has a genuine concern for the world. When you're reading the, the, the word world, in the Greek, 
it occurs 186 times in the New Testament, and 78 of those occurrences are in God's are in John's Gospel. The meaning of this word in John's Gospel shifts from slightly from one passage to the next. Sometimes it refers to the refer, realm of the darkness and sin. More often, the world in John simply refers to all the people who live on the planet. John tells us many times of God's loving, atti- saving attitude towards the whole world. God has had a a vision and a redemption for all the people. We've seen it so many times. We saw it in, in just in Jesus's genealogy. We saw it in Genesis and we've seen it all the way to revelations from the beginning. The entire world was God's concern, not just the Jews or Israel. So we, I look forward to going through John with you. It's going to be exciting. And I think there's a really good chance that we'll just go through We'll do John 1 in two parts. It's an extremely intense portion or beginning. And we'll go, I'll, we'll, we're just going to go through John 1, um, 1 through 18, chapters or verses 1 through 18 tomorrow. And then we'll move on to the rest of John 1, the other um, 30 odd verses. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you. I'm excited about going through your word, hearing more about you, learning more about you, gaining more and more insight from you. Your word is so powerful, and I'm grateful that it's available to us. The fact that we can talk to you and your Holy Spirit guides us, informs us, directs us is amazing to me. When I'm so undeserving, you've provide and care for me. I just thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, all that you do for us. And I just pray for this upcoming reading and this upcoming year I lift up to you. I pray that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would be ready for you and that we would truly focus on living our lives and growing closer to you, loving you with our whole being, loving others as ourselves, understanding the power of your spoken word, praying constantly, and serving you at all times. I just pray for this in this time, and I pray for your your spirit to be upon us as we read. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.